0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Come to the site now, and you'll look at all our fantasy content, great Stuff And if you've listened to past shows here in Lockdown Fantasy Football, we've been in total get-you-ready-for-the-draft mode, looking at it from every single angle, all things to consider as you go in and pick your players for real. You can follow the show's Facebook, Vinnie Iyer, and Twitter at Vinnie Iyer, as well as any articles you may have missed There to uh, continue with your draft prep, and hopefully, you're not doing that till at least the middle of next week uh, when the third preseason games will be done. The injuries are not going to be an issue. The ideal time to draft there in any format will be uh, probably anytime starting Tuesday through the start of the season, there. So, the Wednesday, right before the Eagles host the Falcons in the week one opener. Can't wait to see those players go. And get into action. But before then, I've looked at a lot of the guys on different teams that are getting some different opinions out there. And this show, going through all 32 teams here to talk about that one guy in every team that there's differing opinions about, a little bit of a question mark, and if people totally trust a player. And so we're calling it uh, trust or bust and uh, making a verdict on all these guys. And And when we say bust, it's not necessarily just all-out failure, but just not living up to the expectations of where this particular player is ranked. So we'll go in alphabetical order to make it easy, and we'll start with Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Big change at quarterback. We know we're not trusting the quarterback there at all, whether it's Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. The question is, do you trust Larry Fitzgerald, and how much do you trust him? He was a solid uh, wide receiver one Last year, f- for a lot of uh, formats, uh, went over a thousand yards. It was a solid TD score. Now, the question is is he worth that uh, our, our wide receiver two status, where he's being drafted 35th overall, according to the consensus expert rankings on fantasy pros? Right behind Amari Cooper, head of some running backs there, RB2s, head of guys like Zach Ertz, Demarius Thomas. Allen Robinson, Juju Smith, Schuster there. So when you look at uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I I think I look at him more as a wide receiver three only because of this quarterback situation. It's not the complete mess we've had when uh, Fitzgerald's had down years in the past, but I don't think we're giving enough credit for Carson Palmer not being in there. I get it. Fitzgerald is a good security blanket, a big target to go up and get things. There's not too many other guys who can catch passes, but that's changing a little bit. David Johnson is going to be a big factor, we know, as a receiver. We're looking at Christian Kirk, the rookie, doing a little bit more damage. Maybe Ricky Seals-Jones pinch, pitches in a little bit more at tight end, and uh, some of the other receivers do a little bit better. So Fitzgerald is definitely going to have a high volume there and uh, probably produce pretty well, but I, I'd say... I I'm going to call it trust. You just have to know what you're getting in him and just don't expect too much. Again, this quarterback situation is not that absolute mess. I think it's going to be somewhat similar to what you saw last year, but I would more look at him as a wide receiver three to feel a little bit better about him and go for some more upside guys. Now the Atlanta Falcons, there's been a lot of questions about Matt Ryan and I'm going to say trust in Matt Ryan, especially at the value he's going at right now, well below some of the other quarterbacks. People really just not had any good feelings about Matt Ryan, which is kind of insane here, given that just a couple years ago he was in MVP form, was a solid QB1, came off the offseason. Right now he's drafted as a QB14, which seems a little insane to me. I get it. He was really down last year, but he's got... Calvin Ridley in there, Muhammad Sanu Julio Jones, you figure Austin Hooper is going to help him a little bit I think part of it has been Devonta Freeman scoring a lot of touchdowns uh, and that can uh, hurt his value a little bit but I look at Ryan as just being very underdrafted at this point as as a low but I'm going to trust a little bit more there in general the TDs just weren't very high last year but I think he goes closer to 30 than uh twenty this year and uh got it again, I'm gonna like at the value there as a back end uh qB one. I think he's a pretty darn good value there at wide at QB fourteen and uh, you gotta think of it that way. Baltimore Ravens uh the guy that uh people have been wondering does Michael Crabtree is he gonna keep up some of the stuff he did well with the Raiders? I'm not completely trusting Michael Crabtree. I think John Brown has looked better here and more active uh, coming over from the Cardinals. Uh, Crabtree came over from the Raiders, but you also have Hayden Hurst at tight end who can cut into maybe that scoring potential. Alex Collins is a pretty good scoring back as well. And it's Joe Flacco. How much do you want to go with Joe Flacco and a go-to guy? I think it can be a bit of a trap with Michael Crabtree. And to think that there's some of their... Raven or Raven's production is going to channel the Raiders production. I think it's a little bit of a presumption there. John Brown right now going as uh, the wide receiver five or six, which is a uh, very interesting when he's been playing very well here in the preseason. While Michael Crabtree continues to maybe climb up the boards a little bit too much for the liking here. And, He's the wide receiver twenty eight, so people are looking at him as a solid wide receiver three. I think he's a little lower than that. I'm not too high on him. I don't not too high on this Ravens passing game. At some point you're gonna have probably change to Lamar Jackson. I can sense it if Flacco struggles. So I'm staying away from Michael Crabtree not trusting him. The Bills, LaShawn McCoy is a guy that there's been a lot of debate about. I say bust for a lot of reasons, not just the off-field concern here that's looming over him, but the age, the volume, this offensive line is no good. The passing game is not going to have much support. So LaShawn McCoy is a rather easy one. I'm going to say bust and not trust there. The Panthers are our next team as we cross back over to the NFC. And Greg Olson has been coming up there as that volatile pick. How much do people trust in Greg Olson right now? He's consistently going as the tight end four off the board. So after the big three of Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz, you're having Greg Olson. But he's coming off an injury. He's getting older. This is an offense that has a little bit more weaponry with DJ Moore there with Devin Funches. Curtis Samuel could have a factor. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big Factor catching balls. And Ian Thomas, don't forget the rookie from Indiana, could see a little bit more receiving work here with Olsen. So I would say Olsen at that tight end four, I'm not trusting him there. It's just a little toll the production is going to be spread around. New offense. I think people are going to the North Turner situation where he's good with tight ends and all that and getting the best out of them. But it's more of a numbers game sometimes with the tight end. How high a priority list. And I think more cuts into that. Funches cuts into it pretty well, and McCaffrey as well. So, Olsen, he can score touchdowns for you, but I think aggressively drafting him right behind the big three is something I would not trust. We go to the Chicago Bears, and uh, we have a big question about Jordan Howard. People are not sure. Should I believe in Jordan Howard? With uh, Terry Cohen seeing a bigger role in the passing game. Uh, do we like this passing game in general? Mitchell Trubisky coming over with Matt Nagy. Looks like they can throw the ball. But I would say calm down on the Bears' passing game. And look more to the Bears' running game. We saw the effect that uh, Matt Nagy had on Kareem Hunt. And Hunt wasn't a big pass catcher, he was a capable one. Mm-hmm. Howard is definitely overwhelmed at that and hasn't looked as good. And is trying to get better there, but Cohen is gonna have his role there. But this is a team I think is gonna keep it on the ground, play off their defense, be run heavy. They don't want to be in shootouts with all the teams in the NFC North. Howard can be a solid runner for you finish drives as well. So remember he's a good touchdown score for this team who may have a void of them here. So it's still a running game running team at heart. I think that a little bit better balance to help him. This offensive line is pretty good as well to power through, especially in the middle improved there with James Daniels. I've got Cody Whitehair. It's in good interior. So I'm trusting in Jordan Howard. We go to the Bengals and, uh, the question there has been AJ green. How much do you trust him? There's some people down on him as he creeps here to age 30, maybe just in general down with this offense with Andy Dalton. And, uh, the other concern with Green is coming off an injury season there where he kind of faded, became more of a wide receiver too. I'm going to trust him as a wide receiver, one, only because the volume is going to be there. John Ross is now the new number two there for the Bengals. Uh, so John Ross is still a work in progress. They don't really have too much. Tyler Eifert's trying to figure out the uh, injury situation. Can he stay healthy? Can they trust him? So there's all that going on with the Bengals. I think this offense is going to mainly flow through Joe Mixon on the ground and A.J. Green downfield through the air. Green is going to be a target monster here. The schedule got a little bit more favorable early with uh, Jimmy Smith, the Ravens corner suspended. That's of the week. Two matchup there for the Bengals. And Andy Dalton can be adequate at times, but he's going to get the ball to Green. And I think sometimes you have to go with guys that have that connection, and are going to see the ball come their way. And uh, don't worry about the other factors. And Green still has plenty of talent left there. Is it not a bad back-end wide receiver one in most leagues. I have exciting news to announce when we get going here for the NFL season. We're having a Locked On NFL, our show here on the network, talking about the reality side of things, hosted by Matt Williamson. It's now the Locked On NFL. NFL show of experts. Uh, And it's what a lineup there you have from Williamson joining his scouting expertise. You're going to have Mike Sando or ESPN, good innovative mind in the NFL space. You got former NFL quarterback, Sage Rosenfels in the mix. And then our friends at pro football focus, Mike Renner will also join Matt there this season. So, Great bit of versatile insight as well as our local experts uh, on the hottest local stories uh, to break things down here on the network. So fantasy football, reality football, NFL, we've got you covered here and can't wait uh, to have that show regular full swing. And uh, we're going to have a similar change here to a lockdown fantasy football, make that announcement here coming up shortly. So some exciting changes all around in the network and make sure you check it out. Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, subscribe wherever you can and get this great content. Uh, we're going to keep bringing it for you all season long. We continue our look as we play our game of trust or bust at all 32 NFL teams here. We got through the Bengals. And uh, now comes a team that I've been excited to talk about is the Browns. Now, where do you go from here With the Browns, the loaded passing game. Well, we know the biggest question. Do you trust Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon has been back here for the Browns. On his way, looking okay for week one. We Feel better about that. It's not completely clear. The green light is not there for Josh Gordon. But I'm saying trust. The talent is there, especially if he's going as a wide receiver too. This is a guy that has all the load of talent to make him a wide receiver one this season in this offense with Jarvis Landry playing off him, playing off David Njuku, Duke Johnson, Tyrod Taylor and his big arm who can get the ball downfield, move around, buy some time to find Gordon deep. So I'm going to trust. I'm a little riskier than other players here, but I'm upside, upside, upside. And there's no player, maybe in any position that has as much upside as Josh Gordon with his physical tools and uh, speed and all that. So I'm trusting in Josh Gordon for the Cowboys. Uh, the guy we're playing a trust or bust with has to be Dak Prescott because remixed receiving core here with uh, Michael Gallup replacing Des Bryant. Essentially Alan Hearns comes in there. He's Terence Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley hanging around. Tight end is in flux here with uh, Jeff Swaim and Blake Jarwin trying to battle for key snaps there. And Ezekiel Elliott's back in the backfield, as well as Tavon Austin, a little wrinkle there out of the backfield in the passing game. So Ezekiel Elliott can catch passes, be effective there. Prescott can do some running. So to me, it's a total trust on Dak Prescott. And the numbers are going to be similar to his rookie year, I think. And they were headed that way until they had some offensive line issues and Elliott missed time with the suspension last year. There were the numbers, but Prescott struggled because the supporting cast wasn't as good. He was lifted by the supporting cast as a rookie. It's going to push him back up here. I think some are saying, what is he going to do without Des Bryant and Jason Witten? Well, Jason Witten was dwindling there, worked his way into retirement in that Monday Night Football analyst gig, and then you had uh, Des Bryant just really fading and not doing much there for the Cowboys. So, it's not like these guys contributed a lot to Prescott's success last season. So, uh, he'll be fine. Gallup is going to... Creates some more energy as well as Hearns in that passing game, make the other guys a little bit more effective. They'll find some production on tight end there. So I am trusting in Dak Prescott with the Broncos. Uh, we got to play Demarius Thomas into our trust or bust game. And we haven't really talked too much about the Broncos because I'm not that high in their passing game. I'm really about Royce Freeman and their running game and like their defense as well as a, uh, ST1 in fantasy, but in terms of their passing game, I'm just out of it. I don't trust Case Keenum at all. You know, it's been behind him very messy with Chad Kelly, passing Paxton Lynch. Keenum hasn't looked all that good himself. And I think Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are both dwindling talents here that they've seen their best days. Got a chance to work with Peyton Manning, did all that good stuff, but now You're kind of on the other side of things. So they're both on the brink of being cut this uh, past offseason here. So I say do not trust in Demarius Thomas. The next team we'll look at is the Lions. And the bust or trust goes to Golden Tate. And with Golden Tate, I just don't like this pick at all. He's getting older. Kenny Galladay seeing more regular work there in the offense with Marvin Jones Jr. So I think those two guys could be involved. I get it that they moved on from Eric Ebron. I think they'll get a little bit more from their backfield with on Johnson helping Theo Riddick in the passing game as well. I think they'll find someone to tell you. And right now, Luke Wilson, the former Seahawk, would be that candidate. So when you look at it, I just don't trust Golden Tate. The age, the formations, he doesn't score enough for me. So not a guy I've really liked in fantasy because I like touchdown scores at wide receivers. So no trust in Golden Tate. For the Packers, uh, I'd say we can make a blanket statement, anyone in their backfield, but we'll focus specifically on Jamal Williams. Can you trust him to see the most touches and be most effective? This one's hard. I I just can't see it with Ty Montgomery being a factor on third downs. Aaron Jones has the early suspension, but he'll be in the mix at some point. So I'm going to say bust on Jamal Williams. I just can't see that the Packers are not going to have a committee approach at some point with different roles. It's going to be a primary passing team. They're, they can throw the ball in the end zone well there with uh, Jimmy Graham and Devontae Adams and some other big receivers they have, so maybe not as many touchdowns as you expect from Williams, and he's been injury-prone just as much as Jones here, so i say no trust in Jamal Williams. As that RB2 that everyone's looking him at, maybe if you're taking him to RB3, RB4, plug him in the right matchups uh, to score for you, then maybe, but... That's about it. But in terms of trusting him into a big role, just because he plays for the Packers, I'd say no. The Houston Texans, it comes down to Deshaun Watson, and it really comes down to his health as well as in terms of bust or trust. I'm going to trust Deshaun Watson. They're putting him out there in the preseason. It's not the Carson Wentz situation where there's a question about his health here. He's out there playing. Uh, This receiving core looks a little bit better with Bruce Ellington, Braxton Miller stepping it up. Maybe Kiki Kuti can be healthy and do something. Their tight ends. A little bit better with Ryan Griffin getting a little bit of help. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller is really all that Watson needed as well as his legs to produce last year. So I'm trusting in Deshaun Watson as a high-end QB1. Andrew Luck has got to be our guy for the Colts. And uh, we're just not 100% sure... He hasn't looked totally great here. Right now, he's still going as a top 10 QB, which I think is rather high, given when you point around this Colts offense, T.Y. Hilton is getting a little older. you got Chester Rogers and Ryan Grant and Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. There are some decent receivers there. We're trying to figure out who's going to be the impact out of the backfield, but new offense as well. Could be some less gunslinging, maybe more commitment to that running back by committees splitting the ball around a little bit, conservative, not just chucking the ball around like we've seen Luck before taking those big hits downfield. So I think that's pretty aggressive when you see guys like Ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers and Matthew Stafford going behind Luck. And these guys, I mean, Rivers and Stafford are extremely healthy all the time and very durable and producing. And Have that consistency. I think I'm going with those guys over luck. So I don't completely trust luck. And uh, I don't think you should either in your drafts. Especially when there's good value quarterback. And that's what you have to consider also. The Jaguars are next. And Leonard Fournette is the guy, surprisingly. I think Blake Bortles and Marquise Lee and some of these other investments you're going to make are going to be pretty minimal. But when you look at... uh, Leonard Fournette, the question comes down to his health. Do you trust him to stay healthy? High volume is going to be there. His offensive line is better. I think his offense overall is better. Those are two things that are going to help Fournette. I think Fournette is better. He's going to be a little bit more involved in the passing game. I think they've hinted a little bit of Corey Grant doing more there, and uh, TJ Yeldon, but when you look overall, Fournette is still the workhorse and the man. I think it's going to be a big-time season. So complete trust in Leonard Fournette to stay healthy and do his thing. Kansas City Chiefs, trust or bust guy, is Tyreek Hill. He just scores touchdowns at an incredible big play rate. Can he keep it up with Patrick Mahomes, who's a little bit more in- inconsistent, a lot more inconsistent than Alex Smith. I think that's a concern here. I am gonna say Tyreek Hill's a bust. Everyone's going way in on him, but Sammy Watkins is there to uh, cut into it a little bit in the Co number one type duties. Watkins is a better scoring threat. I don't know if Hill can score at the same clip, so... I know Hill's a dynamic player. He's fantastic, fun to watch, and I hope he can duplicate it, but I don't completely trust where he's going as a high wide receiver one in fantasy. Our next team is the Miami Dolphins. Kenyon Drake is the guy that we have to bring up here in our trust or bust game. I'd say, for me, it's still a bust. I just don't trust Adam Gaze, really. And that's why I don't trust Kenyon Drake with uh, Frank Gore and uh, Kalen Bellage in there, we haven't seen any bit of gore, the veteran's rest for the Miami star there in college, coming back home there's going to be some sentimental reasons to give gore the ball, Bellage has some upside as well, I just don't think the Dolphins are going to be a very good team and uh, that's going to hurt Drake a little bit because they're not going to be positioned where they can run, And I'm not sure they're going to just keep him out there in passing situations and blowouts uh, just to hurt him, so all kinds of factors there why I don't Completely trust Kenyon Drake. The Vikings, I think it comes to Kirk Cousins, and I was surprised by this, that a lot of people are just not sure about Kirk Cousins. He's been going consistently as the QB8 off the board, about really exactly in a lot of league formats where he was last year in his final year with the Redskins. I think you have to trust him that, you look at these receivers, if Case Keenan was a decent QB there, more more of a deep QB two. I think you have to look at Dalvin Cook being a bigger factor in the passing game. He's got the guys he needs, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph to be productive. The offensive line isn't great, but But I think overall you gotta go with Kirk Cousins and what he can do here. The track record is there. He's got the talent, the arm strength. So I expect him to be rather efficient and produce here. So I'm trusting in Kirk Cousins right at that spot at QB8. Now, the best news is uh, you know that Kirk Cousins played Michigan State. Well, we're going to get you covered here on campus with our college network here on Locked On Network. We're going to look at the biggest SEC teams, the Big Ten teams, and Big 12 to cover you. In college sports as well, we've been doing a bang-up job with the NFL and NBA and MLB, but it's time to expand, so look for those shows here in late August. We have an exciting lineup, so whether it's Kentucky basketball or Alabama football or Florida football, whatever your passion is on campus, we're going to have you covered here pretty well pretty soon, so stay tuned for that and uh, just expanding to this great network I enjoy very much being a part of. Now, we will continue with our look at the trust or bust players around the NFL. We have a few more left to go here going forward. Uh, we had the Vikings. We saved the Chargers and Rams here back-to-back. One a little out of order for them, but uh, you look at the Chargers and Rams. We'll start with the Chargers in our bust for trust. The guy... There for the Chargers is uh, Mike Williams. He's getting a lot of buzz. Do you trust him as a number two, cutting into Tyrell Williams' work without Hunter Henry in there? He's a trust for me as a sleeper. I'm looking at the Rams. The guy that you have to look at is Jared Goff. Do you trust Jared Goff to be another QB1? I think some people are down on Goff. I think the question has been, The competition's going to be a little tougher in the division, some defensive issues, but I'm going to trust Jared Goff where he's going, and he's going as a buried QB, two. That means no one has any trust in him. I'm going to have solid trust in him to think he comes through there in year three and year two of Sean McVay's offense. The next team we'll talk about is the Patriots, and really, we could do a blanket statement about their wide receivers, but... Chris Hogan, we'll start with him as the number one. Do we trust him as the number one with that mess at wide receiver for the Patriots? Absolutely. He was a big-time scoring threat before he got hurt with a shoulder injury last year. He's uh, Tom Brady's go-to guy that isn't Rob Gronkowski. So complete trust there in what Chris Hogan can do as a busy top receiver for them. For the New Orleans Saints, do you trust in Mark Ingram? That means do you want to draft him even with the four-game suspension later? I think yes. The evidence is there. He's a great fit for this offense. He looks in terrific shape. He's going to stay healthy playing off Alvin Kamara. So you're going to have to calculate exactly when to draft Mark Ingram, and I think that's going to be a challenge here in drafts, uh, when to really pull the trigger on his services because you know when he's out there he's going to be good. Right now, he's going right there around number 50, the back end of the RB2s. So I think that's about right for him. So, given you'll miss four games, I think you have to downgrade him to that. He was more of a RB1 last year. So, definitely trust in Mark Ingram after he returns. For the Giants, the trust factor is Odell Beckham Jr. I say trust in him. you got to. He's a plus talent when he's out there. We're not, we know we're worried a little bit about the injury, but <coughs> don't... Read too much with the hamstring he had as a rookie and the ankle he had last year. He's playing for a contract. He wants to be out there, explode for a big season. I'm trusting in Odell Beckham Jr. We look at the Jets, and can you trust anybody on this team is the question. There, I think you have to say Isaiah Cowell is our trust or bust question because he's the most viable. I say I don't trust him because you have... Bilal Powell there, cutting into the touches on the later downs. So I just want to pass there on Corral. He's coming off a concussion, new offense. I don't think it's going to be a very good offense where they'll play from ahead here, a lot of throwing. So Powell's going to be in the game in more situations. So I'm going to say bust on Isaiah Corral. We go to the Raiders, and uh, it circles around Derek Carr. Are we going to trust him for a rebound? I'm going to say no. It's a bust for me for Derek Carr. A mild bust, but enough. Learning a new offense with John Gruden, I'm not sure about all the weapons around him. And the production, the schedule is pretty bad, given he's in the AFC West, two games each against the Chargers and Broncos. So I'm staying away from Derek Carr. He's a bust. For the Eagles, Carson Wentz is the guy. Injuries, again, make me really not trust him he's not yet cleared for contact week one is almost here they have nick Foles on standby he's come back healthy the shoulder wasn't a big issue so i'm gonna say bust for carson wentz i just can't recommend drafting him as a qb1 when there's so many health concerns he's got a solid backup and then there's so many other options you can target there instead i look at these Steelers and uh the trust or bust factor is Le'Veon Bell. Is he going to be himself and stay healthy and look for that next contract? i say you have to trust in Le'Veon Bell. I know there's some concerns about him. We haven't seen him on the field, but that's good because that means he doesn't get hurt. I think he wants to have one more big season in him to prove the Steelers wrong for franchise tagging, him, even though he's getting a ton of money doing that. He wants to earn that next contract. And the last contract, probably the big one that he's going to get in his career. So I'm going to trust Le'Veon Bell. 49ers, it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo. Trust or bust? A lot of hype over Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you trust him? I think right now, if his ADP remains manageable as an outside QB2, I think that's about right. But if you start drafting him QB1 range, I think that's where he gets into bust territory. The schedule is pretty hard early. He's got some breaks in the middle. So, Garoppolo's going to have a good reality season. I know that, and they're going to play well, but the numbers may not be as pleasing. So, as a <coughs> QB two, I'm going to have to trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we get to our next team: is the F- Seattle Seahawks. Doug Baldwin. He's coming off some injuries, getting a little older. Doesn't have too much receiving help. I'm going to say trust in Doug Baldwin. He's just a guy that comes through. If Russell Wilson's going to lock into him, you know the numbers are going to be there. So uh, Doug Baldwin, I have no problem going all in and trusting there as a wide receiver one here in 2018 because it's hard to trust too much more on this team. Three teams left to look at. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. And we're going to say, do you trust at all in Jameis Winston? Do you want to... Have him on your team. I think he's a pretty good stash here as a QB2. You can find some guys to get you through those first four weeks of the season when he's out. Right now, people don't know what to do with Jameis Winston exactly in drafts, and it's he's been all over the board in where people take him. He's been buried at times because of those missing those four games. And sometimes you you can't just look at okay, he misses a chunk of season. You have to look at what is he going to do when he gets back? And how he's going to perform week in and week out more so. His average points per game versus the overall big picture points a game to see if a guy is viable. And with Winston, as a deep QB2, I like that value because you stack him there, you have a good platoon situation there. So I'm going to say trust in James Winston at, at where he's going right now. Later drafts, and I think he could go a little higher given that there's a lot of guys with pretty low upside that are going ahead of him. He's right now the QB 26 on average on Fancy Pro. So that shouldn't be happening. Andy Dahl and Case Keenum have no value to me beyond the right matchups. And after week four, I'd prefer Winston anyway. So Tough schedule also when Winston's out. So that helps when he comes back, the production will be there. For the Titans, the... The question is, Derrick Henry, do you trust Derrick Henry with Deion Lewis in there? Passing him, it's going to do a little bit more things, diversify, use the backs a little bit more, not be so run heavy when they had uh, the exotic mouth with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry a couple years ago. I say, I'm going to say bust in Derrick Henry. I just don't love Derrick Henry with Deion Lewis and that presence. Lewis is a pretty good runner, as we saw last year. Breakout season for the Patriots, so I'm going away there. From Derrick Henry, for the most part, I'm going to go with the better value of Lewis. And finally, the Washington Redskins. The bust or trust, we know that we can't trust anything in the backfield, so it has to be Jordan Reed. Do we trust him at all to be out there? It is Alex Smith who had a good connection with Travis Kelsey in Kansas City coming over. Still sorting out receiver. Pretty much looks like Jamison Crowder working inside the slot is going to be his go-to guy. Josh Doxson and uh, Paul Richardson fighting for the rest there. Jordan Reed could be a big target there, but the trust cannot be there with the guy that's consistently not healthy, and I think he slowed down a bit from the injury as well. So I'm going to say an all-out bust on Jordan Reed, a guy that I'm avoiding in fantasy football. 2018 and probably going forward. So there you have it. There's our game of trust or bust throughout the entire league. There, one guy in every team that uh, we have a big question about going into 2018 and trying to answer that question on how we feel pre-draft. So thanks so much for listening. Check out all the great shows on the Locked On Network. Follow me again on Twitter at Vinnie Iyer and Facebook at Vinnie Iyer and at SportingNews.com. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinnie Iyer. We'll see you next time.